Hi, I'm Nate Flax. I'm Noah Longworth McGuire. And, and this, this is, is Talking, Talking Lion. Lion. Talking Lion is an artist-to-artist interview podcast where we talk to our friends about life, music, and everything in between. Most of the time, we're artists ourselves, a duo called Sleeping Lion. But we started this podcast to dive deeper into what it means to be an artist and creative. If you're a fan of us, our podcast, or our community, feel free to join our Discord at sleepinglionmusic.com slash discord. Now on with the show. We recorded this episode with our good friend, Emma. I first met Emma at Upsall's show at the LA showcase called School Night. We had DM'd a little prior to that, but we really hit it off that night and became fast friends. Since then, we'd have regular game nights with Charlie Curtis Beard and M. Byhold, where we'd play Settlers of Catan. We recorded this episode following the release of her singles, Late to the Party and Better People to Leave on Red. M.A. is an incredible performer, hilarious person, awesome friend, and a settler of Catan. And we hope you enjoy this episode. So, without further ado, I'm M.A. and this is Talking Lion. Well, hey. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. I'm great. It's uh, it's good to have you here in the podcast context. Yes. We tend to have you here in the Settlers of Catan context. Yes. Uh, we are we are settlers. We're settling. Oh, I didn't win last time. I was just about to say I win every time. Then I was like, that's not true. No, not not quite. It's not true. But I like to tell myself did I M do. Win last time, Evan did win. All right, we have a little for context. Still bitter about we have it. A little uh, little game night posse. It's. Mm -hmm. Uh, me, you, yes. M. Byhold, and Charlie Curtis Beard. Mm -hmm. And we play Settlers of Catan. First, we did it online when you guys all had COVID. I keep forgetting <laughs> that you also, you didn't also get COVID. Yeah, I didn't. Considering I just, we were all at the same event and all got COVID from each other. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. So Upsall played School Night, which is, yeah. which is, is that where we met? Yes. Okay. In person. Yes. I feel like I've known you forever wow yeah. yeah no it's been not that long no it's not been that long and it's weird because recently like i just moved to la so like everybody that i know are people that i've only known for a, a bit that's yeah which I mean, is that's, strange yeah that's that's what moving will do is like you yeah. form quick friendships but that's the thing is that like i mean that school night was a really great super spreader event <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a really great uh, yeah. super spreader event. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, I knew like 18 people who got COVID that yeah. night. And I genuinely, I mean, it's not like I like didn't test well. Like I tested almost every day after yeah. the five days for like about five days. Yep. And it never, it never got me. But, but the night of, or the night after I felt really sick. So I think my immune system gave me a cold and fought it off or whatever. But, um, I mean, that was a, it was such a lovely night. It was uh, we were at school night with Charlie mm -hmm. and uh, an M mm -hmm. and an Emmeline. Emmeline. The Empire. Who <laughs> Emmeline also didn't get COVID until way later, which mm. I think was oh, unrelated. Yeah. yeah. Charlie, uh, Emmeline, uh, and Paris all went to a diner together after, there after you go. school night. And still, I somehow managed to not get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, a, what a wild Omicron time that oh was. Oh man, really. Omicron. That um, was like the beginning, beginning of yeah. like things going south there. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was stuck in LA for Christmas. Yeah. Which was kind of the worst. But oh, also, yeah. like, it was a good break. Yeah, Noah was in Rome for all of this. Yeah. I was just like, oh, right. Yeah, he, was, he was, yeah. Solid. But yeah, it was nice. Upsal was sweet. She was very nice. Yeah, she was great. Very nice to everybody. And she was so good. I she mean, insane. not a surprise. Not I was surprise, like, yeah. 
Wow, this is awesome. We went to um, school with her drummer, and and really so cool to see him in his little jumpsuit doing his thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was really lovely. It was pretty inspiring. Like I really enjoyed the performance. I think it was like as far as your you know one one of the first visits to LA goes, you, you kind of crushed it. Like you it was met very some fun. really great people that day. <laughs> I lucked that out. Yeah. I really did. I felt like very lucky that week, even though I got COVID in then. <laughs> but but other than that, like I felt like everybody who I met, like. Every, it was just like a really great trip. And I also went to a bunch of awesome performances and it was amazing. Also Wait. went to Chapel Roan's thing on, at Adults Only. Oh. Yeah. Which, nice. which was cool. the day after. Like the birthday? Uh, no, no, oh. no, no. It was just a performance. It was a Breaking Sounds show. That's awesome. Mm. We want to get her on the podcast. Oh my uh, God. She's, she's so good. good. Yeah. And uh, Olivia Rodrigo was there. And oh, I was course. like, oh, cool. Yeah. I, it I, was I, one of those moments where I was like, oh, weird. Yeah. Cool. They, they, have, they have the <laughs> same Los producer. Angeles. They have the same producer, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, yeah. I, I saw uh, like Arelli King Mala was at uh, the birthday party and, and mm. that Olivia Rodrigo is there. I'm like, oh, that's, uh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah, we do live in LA. We yeah. do. We do. We do. You have your occasional encounter. You we know? do. Um, Phineas lives in my neighborhood. Oh, I, oh yeah. I would, I would, I bumped into Phineas once uh, at a at a Yeasty Boys, at a bagel shop. Oh, yeah, or a I bagel see. truck. I see. Are um, there good bagels here? I'm very. <laughs> I'm like from New Jersey. I'm I don't. From New York, yeah, yeah so, exactly. I mean, you'll get a lot of mileage, I think, out of like Courage and um, Maury's and whatnot, but it's not. Not the same. Not New York, you know. It's not not New Jersey. Uh, yeah, man. I had this Wait, beautiful. You're from Jersey. I am from Jersey. We talked about. this. I know, but it always just like disappoints <laughs> me. Still. <laughs> yeah. So is, I feel like everybody's disappointed by the fact that I'm from Jersey. But hey, we're in Jersey. It's not that bad. It, I'm from suburbia, Jersey, like Central Jersey. Okay, I went to a prom in Flemington. Oh, that's very close. That's like I go to Flemington for the outlets there. So I didn't go to a prom in Flemington. I invited somebody to prom in from Flemington. Fle- okay, so that's not the same. They would thing. never go to Flemington. <laughs> you would be no, caught I, dead I, in Flemington. I went, I, went to, I went to Flemington to ask her. Oh, I see. Oh, I had, cute. I had cute. Um, a plastic ear, like a like a human plastic ear <laughs> okay. in a box. Amazing. And I was driving around with her in Flemington. Beautiful. You no, have no. your telephone and electrical wires just going through the forest. Very, also very suburbia. Very scenic. Mm-hmm. Um, we parked our car. I opened up the box and it said, will you go? G-O-G-H to formal with me took me a second i'm not gonna lie and then i was like oh right here you know looking back on it a decade later (laughs) okay looking back (laughs) on it you're like wow really needed a second there (laughs) yeah yeah looking back on it a decade later you know do you guys have reunions sorry yeah in like high school york no i don't think so although that's approaching it because that would be a 10-year reunion uh, well, six. I was. I'm 26. All right. All right. So, <laughs> so you're like I have two more years. Yeah. This is my junior. My junior formal. So Amazing. okay. So looking back on it through um mm-hmm. through uh, more critical eyes, I think that using a human person's worst moments of what wound up being a losing struggle with mental health <laughs> to invite somebody to prom via a pun that only works in the American bastardization of his name. Not my best moment. <laughs> hey, uh, me and my boyfriend had been dating for how long? We started dating when we were 15. And for prom, he didn't That's even. Cute. It is very cute. It is very cute. But he didn't. He, ne- he didn't even propose. So I would have rather had a Van Gogh moment, to be totally <laughs> honest. Well, I, I invited my uh, 
my ex-girlfriend to my senior prom. Mm. And I asked her out in front of the guy she was dating. Wow. At a show I played at a coffee shop. Wow. Ah, uh, high school. Ah, uh, high school. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. To be young. <laughs> young youth is really wasted on the young you know that yeah, yeah. what yeah. is that wow. just the, the drama of asking someone to prom just the pure raw existential horror it's one of the hardest things you ever have to do well, resident lion friend of the pod david uh david leone mm-hmm. he was planning on promposing to somebody uh, at an assembly that we had and at the assembly another friend of ours invited the person that he wanted to to the prom oh. but he had like people with shirts he had like signs like he had a whole thing planned wow so he had to pivot the plan to another person right. so david had to back up plan his plan yeah i thought i was clever i was like some people could write songs mm. like the lyrics of this song was some people could write songs some people could give you flowers and then somebody brought her flowers some people could ask with latte art and mm. my friend who's a barista brought over latte art that said prom question mark. Oh, this is also you know? cute. I feel like I it was wasted. Out. It was wasted. <laughs> it, was wasted. <laughs> it was wasted. You know. Also, Jared, step it up. Yeah, I know, right? Step it up. I know. This yeah. is what I'm saying. What the Well, you, also is, you're actually, you know, I'm realizing that yeah. you're one of the I mean, save for maybe flat sound. You're one of the few people who talk about who's who's brought up a relationship. Yeah. On, a podcast, on a podcast. I don't know what it is. I feel like, I mean, we can go into this, but I, I did entertainment in China when I was young, when I was 15. And um, so when we started dating, really. And it was like this whole taboo thing where you like really shouldn't talk about your relationship and da da da. And I was like, oh, I don't really. He's like, we're like, it's been a while that I know he's going to be around and we are moving in together and we're very together. So yeah. it, I feel like at this point, there, there's not really a. I feel like. I don't know. It makes sense to not talk about your relationship if it's less permanent. <laughs> I, 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 had, I had like a little rule. I had like a little rule in my brain. Yeah. Um, whether I was conscious of it, I don't know. But it was like last season on the podcast, I sort of told myself, like, if we're still together by the next season, I'm yeah. talking about my partner exactly. on, on the show. I don't think it cheapens what we make. No, no, to, definitely not. To, especially because so much of uh, even our next record and, and even like, you know, what you make, too, is about trying to grow as a person. Yeah. So I would hope that part of my growth and part of what maybe, you know, fans of, of us and you and whatever would encourage is to grow into somebody who's a good partner. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I don't think it cheapens our breakup records to say that, well, you know, that was actually a very, very tough time. It was so fucking bad that it led to tremendous growth uh, out of necessity. Exactly. You know, and I feel like, I don't know, it's it's just also at this point I was thinking about the other day, I was like. I would get a matching tattoo with him, like regardless, (laughs) you know, and I feel like with that understanding, it's like. Yeah. You know, like it's like even if we were to break up after this song of dating, it's kind of like, well, he's such a foundational part of who I am at this point and what I make and why I make it and all of this stuff that like it's not truly right if I don't if I like take him out of the story. Yeah. That's my take. That's so sweet. Yeah. Well, I mean, similarly, too, I think I, I first heard your music. I remember <laughs> I was driving in Colorado with Jess and she's like, check this out. That's so like, wild. And, and <laughs> I was like, cool. Uh, oh, she's got 5,000 monthly listeners. Yeah. Sick. You Dude, know, like, wait, was this? 
When did you? Was it distracted that you found? Yeah, no, it was distracted. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I remember the red because I just remember the red cover art while like looking at. I it. don't I even like, think it was cool. at five thousand monthly listeners. I think that's a that's a over, even earlier. Over exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like thinking about. It. I was like, I'm pretty sure it was lower than that. Well, I, I think I DM'd you almost immediately. You did, and then you replied. I did, and I didn't know that. And then he didn't. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> I, I thought you hadn't replied to me. So he I was, was like, like oh, this. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So friendly ghosting. Nice. Friendly hey. ghosting. Yeah. We love that. No, it's so funny, like moving to LA and meeting people and then and then you going through the this. Oh my God, it's horrible. I actually am like, because I, I DM a lot of people. Mm. I'm like a big believer in telling people when I enjoy their stuff. I think that's awesome. And I appreciate it so I mean, much. That's how do any that. of this has happened. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. it's exactly. And um, and also it's how I met many producers, how I've like met a lot of collaborators. Yeah. But it's so, I mean, obviously it's like you send like 20 DMs and then, you know, blank amount of people respond. It's like not everyone. Right. And I've been meeting people that I'm now friends with that we like, you know, like for instance, Charlie, he like tagged me in a story was like, dude. And it was like a DM that I sent him being like, I'm looking for features. I'm late to the party. <laughs> and he right, just didn't right. respond. And I was like, wow, this is incredibly awkward. But also, is it on me? No, it's no. not on me. Well, it's just a very That's full true. circle mm-hmm. too. I think also like, I think that you have everything to gain from reaching out to people. So mm-hmm. true. You know, like if you're just gonna, if you're gonna weigh the pros and cons, like and may you know maybe it leads to a funny or embarrassing moment you know based on the dynamics of oh maybe i sent too many messages oh i'm a fucker who didn't respond mm-hmm. like you get to have a little funny moment about that especially if you wind up becoming good friends with them you right. know yeah there are definitely plenty of people i think my favorite thing is when i when i pass my phone for somebody to give me their number i send them go to send them a text and we already have a text conversation yeah. going <laughs> that's always like funny. we've that I, this is not the first time i've Wait. asked for their number and we have spoken in the past oh! that's where it gets where it gets embarrassing no. but it's mutual it's mutual you know so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. that's fair. Friendly but, ghosting. Look at that. We're yeah. really on to that topic. That's our next song. You I know. know. Yeah, yeah. So exciting. It might be out by the time this is out. So yeah. very you know, listen. Stream the song. Stream it. Stream the right song. now. Pause Stream the podcast. The listen to it. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> She's promoting us on her episode. What? That's that's amazing. It's beautiful. What? Wow. Wow. Why didn't we think of that? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Oh, oh man. goodness. You did mention yeah. something that was very interesting, though, which is which is China. Oh yeah, <clears throat> China. Why did I just say that like tr- China. China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. China. Man. China. So. Uh, We're in China. Uh. Yeah. So I grew up in New Jersey, and my parents are immigrants from China who mm. came in 1988. So a long time. Um, and growing up, they made it very important that I would speak Chinese, and so would my siblings. And every summer we'd go back and all of my extended families there other than like the five of us. Yeah. And then I started singing as a hobby when I was a little child. And then when I was 15, during one of the summers, I auditioned for some reality shows, ended up getting third place on Chinese Idol, which was insane. I took a gap year from high school to do it. So I was 15 and like pursuing entertainment full time. And it was like a trip. It was a trip. And I ended up signing a contract with the television company that hosted the show. 
ended up doing like reality TV the whole year. Whoa. Yeah, Whoa. it was crazy. I was on Dancing with the Stars of China. Wow. Yeah, Whoa. it was like, it so was are you, the time. Are you, are you like one of those, like we have, uh, I, we went to school with somebody who like, you know, you wouldn't necessarily know them here, but like would be like the voice of Moana in mm. Thailand. Or like mm. we, we went to school with somebody who, um, was on Eurovision mm, who like, we don't, oh my God. Like, like we wouldn't know like th- nobody cares right, here but right. like, is it the kind of thing where like you are known in China for mm. like like are are you in this sort of Kelly Clarkson area mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. that there but that doesn't necessarily trend you know yeah not that you aren't famous no here, no 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 you know what I, I'm yes I totally like, know what you mean I found out like that Pixie Lot <clears throat> yeah. in like England is like massive like the biggest the yeah. biggest artist and here like i had a session with her i didn't really know who she was i mean it's interesting america's kind of a bubble mm-hmm. but yeah. so is everywhere else but it's like i think america's especially a bubble because well, we, we don't america likes to say that our bubble is bigger than other people's bubbles, you know? <clears throat> right and also our bubbles tend to permeate other people's bubbles which is interesting yeah. Yeah. um but no it's kind of like when people ask me that, because a lot of people ask me that. Sure. Um, and when people ask me that, it's kind of like, well, we're unoriginal here. We, ask, <laughs> yeah, we only on. ask questions that other people have asked. Yeah. How did you get your name? Yeah, how did you get your name? Yeah. Just watch my TikToks, guys. <laughs> um, no way. Yeah. So it, it was kind of like, well, it's kind of like the same thing as like six years ago. Do you know who got third place on American Idol six years ago? Yeah, Bobby. <laughs> I was supposed to say it's our friend Angie. She got third place on American Idol like 10 years it's ago. Actually, okay, yeah, she got yeah. third on her season. Wait, that's so funny. But it, yeah. the moral of the story yes. is it's relevant while during that bubble of time, yeah. right? And during that time, it was crazy. It was like people do recognize you and like da-da-da-da-da. But also I went back to high school in America mm-hmm. and like didn't really continue that. And momentum is, you know, momentum. Do you find that people so, kind of like, uh, like our friend Angie who goes uh, by Zealand, mm. you know, she'll get people messaging like, like, well, why aren't you doing what you did when you were on Idol? Like, why mm. aren't you like, wh- why did you change your name? Why did you, mm. do you do you run into that kind of stuff as much? Um, not really. I feel like it was kind of the whole narrative of me being there was I was a 15 year old child. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing was like, I was like, la, la, la. I love to sing, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I was there and I was like, just do what makes you happy. Ha 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 ha. And I was like the ditzy, cute American baby like mm. that was like who i was on right. the show and so it's not like surprising that i like grew up you know sure. and became like a person who makes her own music and like has a name and like all this stuff and i think it's it's interesting though because like after that show i always was planning on pursuing entertainment in china like that was my plan oh, interesting. and so like is it because it just seemed it just made sense okay, it was like yeah. i made you the connection yeah you already yeah. had the, the, the one up, up that yeah. exactly and so like i was talking to labels and i was talking to managers and every single break i was going back to china um and also because my family's there so it was easy sure. but where in, in china it was in uh mostly like shanghai but then i went to beijing a lot okay. towards the latter years but i'm from hangzhou like that's where my family is okay. so and that's like an hour away from shanghai which we is nice. uh we went to beijing um suzhou <laughs> in, in shanghai awesome um we did like uh there's um 
you know Dulwich, like the school system, the Dulwich. I don't think so. Um, is that what it's called? Dulwich? Yeah, the Dulwich. Yeah. The Dulwich. There was a mm-hmm. school. There's a like an international school. Oh, okay, gotcha. Chain, like system. Okay. Um, at, at, in the different cities, and so we we went there and like t- did some like lessons and performances. Cool. And got to see the sights and get China's hammered. And I miss Asian. China. I went first grade in China in Hangzhou, just because my parents wanted me to learn Chinese. Yeah. So I was like there when I was like six, five for a whole year. And then that really, like, I had to make friends and I had to, like, be a person and learn how to speak. And I forgot English, actually, fun fact. I was, like, six years old, came back here and, like, didn't speak English. And I was like, what? And I was in, like, what's it called? Uh, ESL? Yeah. I was in ESL for, like, yeah, for, like, was your first. Exactly. And then your second. And then I forgot it. It was your first once removed. Yes. Yeah. It was. First language. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, I was in ESL for, like, two years. And then it came back pretty fast because children, I mean, I, I, I got I got put into ESL when I got to college. Really? Just automatically. Wait, really? Oh. Yeah, just they, they just didn't check or like do the research. They're just like, oh, like you're coming from Italy. Like you have to like fulfill a language requirement and make oh, sure you what? know English. And I was just like, I know English. <laughs> you're like, I do. I, like, do, I do speak fact, it. He <laughs> somehow <laughs> speaks like he's from New York. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> Wait, yeah. tell me about that. Because I grew up in Italy. So you grew up in Italy. You were born there? I was born in Washington, D.C. Um, and then I lived in Zimbabwe for wow. a bit. And then Italy for a bit. Wow. And then you came here for Berkeley? Yeah. Wow. International. <laughs> I wish wow. I spoke more languages. Here's the thing. When I was a kid, I, you know, they tried to teach us uh, Shona, the indigenous language of Zimbabwe. Mm. And I guess, like, I don't know. I just didn't really take to it. Mm. I didn't like my teacher when, you know, in the, in the second mm. grade. And I only learned like a couple of words here and there. But now yeah. I'm like, I wish I had like more of a. Well, you're like, stu- studying Armenian. I am studying Armenian. Mm. That's That's been fun. I for, think for languages. Romantic for romantic reasons and oh. for intellectual reasons. That's cool. It's been, very, it's been interesting. It's learning a whole new alphabet. That's you, like a whole thing. Do you consider Italy to be your home? Like if someone was like, where are you from? Yeah. I, he, he could write a one man play about, yeah, exactly. about this question. <laughs> yes. Where, where is anyone really from? What's home? What is home? <laughs> That's the classic third culture kid, like thing yeah. of like what Fair. you know. But uh, <laughs> at one point, you're like, I want to write maybe something about this. I'm like, that sounds like an amazing idea, great expression. Mm. You just can't say what, what is, is home. home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one thing. That's you have to fair. Avoid it's at too, all costs. It's yeah. It's it's, it's very fair. Th- this has been my, not to get into it too much, but that that has been the push and pull of like I want to write about this experience, create art about this experience, but mm. there is also a level of there is a level of cringe. There is a level. Oh my god. Of, yeah. Of like. I can't. I'm not even gonna say. That. I can't even say that word. Like I'm. I'm a. I'm a wanderlust for like some kind of like. Yeah. I'm free associating. I'm free associating. There are gnomes in the pipes. Yeah. I mean the whole. I mean the whole notion of writing writing yeah. writing a, a one person show isn't kind of inherently cringe. But there are people who do it really well. Like mm. you know, like your Mike Birbiglia, and there, there are people who are capable of taking a concept and fleshing it out, or your Hannah Gadsby and people like that. Like mm. who are who are capable of like taking like very interesting the parts of their life story that make them interesting and turning them into a theatrical expression for sure i think i have trouble with like i'm very bicultural and like care very much about when did you first find out you were bicultural (laughs) you know i don't really know i think (laughs) like i don't know like two months ago no yeah i don't know i just like i spoke chinese growing up and then i my first vocal coach was chinese so i sang in chinese for like many years and did that and still sing in chinese and it's like pursuing uh, music in America as a Chinese American, it's not like something that you can ignore that like being Chinese is not part of my identity. Like mm-hmm. uh, clearly it is. You know what I mean? Have you thought about having like more traditional instruments or mm-hmm. 
even sections of the songs in different languages. For sure. No, for sure. I I constantly play with it and I constantly try. It's just, it's the same thing. It's like, sometimes it's cringy. Like you kind of have to really balance it. It's like, it's hard to also like talk about culture and like talk mm. about your background without just seeming like what? Like, yeah, kinda, like no, gross. Exactly. Well, I mean, so, I think yeah. also, especially in America, like roll the dice on, you know, whether or not you can talk about culture as culture or whether or not you're talking about culture in the context of oppression. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for what it's worth, America, I mean, historically has had a terrible time with yeah. with uh with eastern culture but like specifically with uh with asian americans over the last couple of years it's been fucking awful incredible don't need to tell you that <laughs> yeah incredible uh, and so so but that's that's the thing is like it's one thing to talk about like culture in a vacuum but i think when you when it's talking about culture in america yeah you're talking about like if you talk about being jewish in america you also have to talk about neo-nazis in america right you know like and that's kind of i mean I feel like with Asian Americans, the experience is kind of interesting because there's a whole model minority thing and like all this stuff. And like, yeah. And I feel like part of how it's personally affected me, like being Asian in America is truly like when I was pursuing music the first time around, I was like, China's my only option. Like I never thought about pursuing music in America. And I think it was because growing up, I didn't have people who looked like me who like made my music, you know? And so I never like, really thought about it and it felt like the biggest pipe dream ever whereas like china felt like oh well everybody looks like me and there are people succeeding and i can do it too you know and so i feel like that is how it's affected me but then you know with covid (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh cool 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 so you have to quarantine a month before you can get into china and the flights are like oh i thought you were gonna say with like covid like now all of a sudden like everybody's like oh no (laughs) fucking like coming after No. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, like with COVID and like completely being literally blocked from the country of China. Right. Mm -hmm. um, It's just been like, okay, cool. I know I want to pursue music and I now am in America for how I don't know how long. So I might as well play around and like release some stuff and see how it goes. And and then late to the party being received the way it was, it was like, oh, my God, like, could I really do it here like you know and so we yeah. so it really was like an inflection point like it was yeah like oh cool like once covid's over going back to china we're doing this and then yeah. america was like no please stay like, yeah. can you please stay You're yeah very good. yeah <laughs> it was it really was like really meaningful like i feel like it was i don't know i'm still nervous about it obviously as we all are um because china just felt strangely more stable to me because I had had the previous success because I knew people and like also there's just so many people there that like like a EF list celebrity can make a lot of money you know what I mean like (laughs) really like you just sell like a piece of merch and you're like nobody and someone will still buy it like it's like it's very different and the competition is also less intense I think America's just like all up in your face all the time, everybody, you know, and everybody's special in their own way. Right. Everybody is. So, yeah. And and so China just felt, I don't know, just more attainable, I guess, which is kind of a weird way to think about it. But well, and I, yeah. I, I think that like, you know, because there is I think there are bubbles, you know, for mm. sure. Like we, you know, we understood going there that there's there is an entire industry, mm. you know, I think in a lot of ways, TikTok 
I don't want to say bridges that gap, but like obviously TikTok mm. is owned by a major Chinese company. So we are just sort of seeing like how these these yeah. massive entities can sort of cross that space. But but yeah, still when you talk about the music industry, what people mean is the American oh yeah music industry. Oh yeah. And then maybe BBC Radio One. Right. Right. Like, right. Uh, you know, and, and triple J. On a good month. On you know? a good month. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, I'm not exactly. Say, and I'm not saying this like I agree with. Like, no, no, that's yeah. like, okay. You know, For sure. But there, but there is obviously such a egocentrism, you know, yes. or ethnocentrism. No, both. For sure. I mean, I think both too. So how, how and it's also it. strange. It's hard to pursue music in both China and America because they're so separate. Like mm-hmm. China, like, you know, like Spotify, people don't really listen to Spotify there. And then but they don't, isn't it? Everything is, yeah, everything's yeah. separate. So it's like, you really have to like be posting on everything. Like, it's just like a huge thing. Yeah. And so it's been hard dealing with, like, I kind of wish it was a different country. Well, we, we had, we had <laughs> like, students who had come yeah. up to us when we were, uh, when we were in China who <clears> said <throat> that they like would use VPNs to listen yeah. to us. Cause we, you know, yeah. they couldn't get to like yeah. YouTube or Spotify, um, or like the usual places we were at. And I was like, that, that was very interesting. That's yeah. what I would, yeah. I'm, VPNs are like the story of my life. Right. <laughs> That's like all I did, because yeah, it was just like couldn't use Instagram, couldn't use Facebook, couldn't use TikTok. Like um, the TikToks are separated, so like all of that, Google, Gmail, no, yeah, like yeah. everything was separate. So it was hey, very we much WeChat. Yeah, yeah we WeChat. WeChat is important. That's how I talk to my family, like my yeah. like extended family. I told you, like my sister's pregnant, and so like my grandma's finding out through WeChat. Like everything's WeChat, you know. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Crazy. Crazy. But yeah, so everything happens for a reason is is the moral of the story here. Well, I I well, I didn't know that. And that's just like fascinating. Like mm-hmm. I just because also just I feel like my understanding of you was like, oh, I heard this song and now she's in L.A. and she's like, whatever. And it's mm-hmm. just like like the rest of us that we all kind of come here to do our thing and meet right. people and whatever. But I kind of love that, like this wasn't the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's something very <laughs> magical about that, yeah, I think. I you know? Yeah. But almost a freedom of like, this wasn't the plan, so I'm going to take this all, like you're playing with the house's money. Right. You know, you're like, hey, you know what? I've got this other plan, like not even the backup plan. This is what I was going to do. This is like plan A. <laughs> plan A. I'm going to, I'll have fun with whatever the hell is going on here. If I lose, right. you know, if I lose it all here, I still got my bank account. Yes. Back across. <clears throat> yeah. You know. And it's strange because it's like in a different life I would have been moving to Beijing. Right. Yeah. You know, and like I had friends there and I was going every break and I was Jared, like Jared wants to do that as well. So that was like a whole thing Oh, was shit. like, okay. how are we going to do that? Because I was going to be in a different country. And we toyed around with the idea that we would like live in China during our 20s. And then maybe in our 30s, we'd move and like, da, da, da. like we talked about it. And so it was a big question mark because like, you know, Jared works remote, but when you're in a different country, the time zone is a 12 yeah. hour difference. Like it's like an insane ask. And it's also like a lot of the things that companies use are blocked there. So it's like, sure. it's just, yeah. And so in a different world, it just would have been so, I can't imagine, like COVID, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, things have changed. Yeah. Well, and also just like, you know, obviously TikTok plays a big, big role. Oh my in God. Too, yeah. Which I feel like a lot of people, you know, obviously came to during the pandemic. Right. We were talking around the time you were working on Late to the Party. So you're starting yeah. to sort of put that stuff out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's like, you know, been game changing for the little crew. I mean, I love that you, you posted a, a video and photo the other day of just like, just the greatest people sitting at a table at, at stage. <laughs> so it was you, 
Emlyn, Kira Kazarin, uh, yeah. King Mala, and M. Byhold. Yeah. It just incredible folks. It was All insane. who found like a really good like space in TikTok. You know? And everybody's just, it was really a wholesome dinner. Like it was like, we were just sitting and we were like talking about life and being like very honest and wholesome and lovely. It was just like very lovely. And it, it was just like such a supportive vibe too. I think that like, I don't know, it's really cool to be able to like sit at a table with people that like I have like looked up to for a really long time, you know, and then talk about like how everyone's doing and how people are struggling, even though they're doing so well, you know, like it's just cool to like see how everybody does and how they feel. That's that's why we do this. It's like, like, I think that before we did this, I think it was very easy to think that maybe we were doing something wrong because Mm. we weren't happy about this or this wasn't moving or like mm-hmm. whatever. And to hear everybody's stories, to hear how everybody's doing. You know, there are times even when like, I, you know, I've seen people who I consider to be wildly more successful mm-hmm. than us having the worst month yeah, or like whatever. And I think to myself like, yeah, you know what? I had to work until like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. last night, but I didn't like pet my puppy mm-hmm. and like, and woke up and like had a bagel and it's so mindset like, like yeah mm-hmm. like, everything I feel like, like, I feel like if we're working very hard like what are we working hard for like okay you know right. I haven't been able to radically shift culture in a way that I would feel comfortable dying I guess uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah good point but um I've been happy. Yeah, that. that's so that's huge fun huge like, the ball, it's like it's like most of the ball game that's the whole like point. Truly. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of I'm kind of getting that. Like that it's the whole point. And I feel like that's something that I've been I guess like struggling with a bit because of like late to the party did so well way beyond what I expected it to and it was obviously awesome and I was like, "Oh my god, you know what I mean?" But also it was like so much pressure and so much stress and I was like, "Whoa, I just like skipped a few steps and I don't know what I'm doing." You yeah. know? Yeah. And um I was finishing college and I was, you know, figuring out a move and I was figuring out all this stuff and all of that at the same time was just me being like <gasps> help. The, so, what, what yeah. I love about late to the party is like literally is, uh, <laughs> is is well yeah, what I love about late to the party one is that you did have a career already like at 15. <laughs> So late to what party? <laughs> Whose party? And then secondly, you're like 22 without a degree and a Grammy. I'm like, I'm 26 with the same. Like, <laughs> like, like, don't fucking say that to oh me. Oh my god! But see, that is the whole point. Yeah, it's the whole point of the song. It's just like, no matter how ahead you are to other people, everybody feels this way. Like that's the crazy yeah. thing. Is like people who are actually winning Grammys and actually whatever. Probably feel the same. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody is like, why am I not somewhere else? Why am I not better? Why are other people well, better? That's why I think it's important to prioritize happiness. Like yes. I think that like if you are working so hard that when you get the thing, you can't appreciate it. You're yes. fucked because yes. it's never going to you're never going to win. Mm-mm. You know, you're never going to win because you can't win. Every win isn't that because it's just one more thing. It's your another brain is step. programmed. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it's so important to have like a good mindset about everything. I think that like I am slowly figuring that out. I think that like one also sometimes having friends who don't do music is important. Yeah. Like, my, yeah. My two, my two best right? friends are literally in uh, something else. You just yeah. have to like sometimes you have to like zoom out. <laughs> I, lo- I love yeah. talking to people who like have like no notion of yes. like, the LA indie pop circuit. Like you could mention someone yeah. like Upsall. Yeah. Or, like people even they don't know who they are. Yeah. Who like 
to us feel like these mythical yes. monolithic people yeah, they're like and they're like, the chain like, smokers i've just started getting into them yeah, just, really, yeah. Just like, i have never heard of like i have never heard of this artist and it's like yeah. that's so refreshing it's yep. so nice to remind myself that like what feels like the be all end all yep. of like a certain level of success will still like there will be people who will have no idea who i am there's immense comfort in that i think about this that like you know my mom's a, a sub at the school as well you know and maybe she's got about 12 people in her drama club every year mm. give or take and those people for that hour in high school feel very comfortable. They feel very happy, you know? They they feel, like, accepted. Um, mm. Some of them even, like, later would come out, as, you know, and and felt that they could be safe to be right. them, their true selves, you know, when doing dress-up or whatnot as well. So I think about how my mom maybe, like, affects 12, I mean, more than that for sure, but, like, her focus on 12 people right. a year. And here we are. We want a million people to listen to our songs and to have a profound experience with our songs. We want two million people. Actually, I wouldn't be satisfied until, I mean, Byhold raised the bar, you know? Like, let's yeah, get, Byhold let's get, did raise the bar. Yeah, let's, let's get, you know, 20 million people to have like an interaction. Oh, by the way, let's get 5 million people a month to have an interaction yeah. with our music. Like, why is it that that for me actually probably wouldn't even feel like enough? It wouldn't. But, yeah. but for my mom... A dozen, a couple dozen people, you know, she, some she'll work at like a, a food pantry. Yeah. Like that's, a, that is enough for her. And yeah. that's actually helping people. And that is actually, yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Exactly. You know, like I, I feel like, I'll feel like I'd be like working at like a food pantry and checking my phone for like how many people are listening to us, right. you know, in this hour, right. you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And also just, yeah, I feel like I'm trying really hard to live in the moment more and like, kind of just like enjoy myself Why? what's in the moment who's, who's yeah. <laughs> yeah what's in the moment what's in the moment I don't know, like, tell us about it like kind of like making music and enjoying the act of making music instead of thinking about the end product yeah. like instead of like going to a session being like i need to write a song that i'm going to release that like everybody's gonna love and like i will you know challenge myself and it'll be great instead of doing that just like going to a session and be like I want to make some music because I love making music and it's super fun to like talk to people and like write and it's lovely and it's awesome. And it might be something that's not in my genre or like not in my artist project or whatever. And it's like, who cares? Like this is the reason why you can't lose why you do it in the first place. Absolutely. And then hopefully it doesn't become a choice. You know, I think mm. that like, I think that, you know, when I'm working for, you know, maybe it's just taking mm. us longer, to, like kind of get where we want to be. But like, I do feel like I've still been in control of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I know so many people who don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I just, I think that if it, if it takes longer because it gets to be on my terms. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. that's huge. And also everybody has such a different path. I think that's like the other thing that I've like yeah. learned. It's like, I mean like other careers have like, like many careers have like steps. Yeah. Like road, like there's a roadmap of like pre-med. There's a roadmap of like software engineering, you know, there's like a clear thing of like you do this and then you do this and then you do this. But with musicians, it's like everybody's all over the place. It's like, oh, yeah, I did this. And then I went over there and then I did this. And then, I went, and then eventually I got here and, and you can talk to so many people and everybody has like such a different experience right. that there isn't like, oh, I must have blank amount of, of listeners mm -hmm. at this point and then I get there well, and then I get there. And I've said this to you before. I've said this on the <clears> show before. Like asking how somebody did what they did is like asking a lottery ticket winner how they won. Right. Like, the best advice they can give you is they kept buying lottery tickets. Yes. You know, but like it isn't, you know, like for what it's worth, TikTok didn't exist three years ago or four years ago in the way that it so does true. now or whatever. So like 
we couldn't necessarily have done something or whatever. Like we could have written the exact same song or like whatever. And we, the same tools weren't necessarily there or they were there yeah. in different, different ways, you know, yeah. and maybe, maybe the app we, you know, all go platinum on hasn't been invented yet. Yeah. You know, God, yeah. I hope that they, uh, they don't make more apps. It'll be a metaverse TikTok. location. Yeah. It yeah, won't yeah. be an app. Yeah. I was going to say, it's, it's like TikTok, but they're all NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that, yeah, then I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to pull out my teeth one by one if that happens. Yeah. Um, uh, make sure to live stream it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And make that an NFT. Dude, that'd be a kind of sick NFT. <laughs> Sorry. A video of someone pulling out. Because there really is only one video. NFT stands for no front teeth. <laughs> Stop. Oh wow. Makers. Yeah. <laughs> right, I have an important question for you. Yes, go. Who's your therapist? I fired her. Ooh. <laughs> no, I, um, yeah, for real though. I love did that you? Line. That's thank a you. Line, thank yeah. you. That's a, a Relly and me, man. A Relly. Mm. She's got, she brings the Love sass. writing with her. I love writing with her. She brings the edge. Yeah, I'm yeah. big fan. Big King Mala fan. for anybody. Yes, we're, sorry. we're interchanging uh, a Relly and King Mala, but they're yes. one and the same. King Mala is amazing. Yeah. Actually, fun fact did you guys know that when you move, you're supposed to get a new therapist because of like licensing problems? Like move address or like move state states i move states yep interesting um, really yeah which is like really counterintuitive because like moves are really hard yeah Wait, like how does that because so therapists have a they have like license that are in that are by oh, the like state. state yeah and so i had a therapist who i was with in connecticut when i was at school and then i was like yeah i'm moving to la and she was like oh so i can't i can't be your therapist anymore i'm like but we're on zoom <laughs> Like, but who cares? <laughs> but That's really weird. Though. Yeah, I feel like I've, I've heard of people who like their therapists aren't in the same state that they, hmm. but they are might be in. licensed for that state. Or but maybe they're like, like mm, I don't know. <laughs> Could you just imagine they're like they're like. You know, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I can handle the entire scope of human psychology as it relates to Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. But I can't. You've added so much more psychologically by moving to Los Angeles. I can't think I about can't, LA. I can't do that. Yeah, no. Yeah. So know. that's, it's dumb to be frank. I was like, huh. I think that is dumb. This is super dumb. Because like. A federal, a federal license. I should bring this to some court. <laughs> bring it bring it to the tennis court. Yes, the tennis court. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I was kind of like, this is really dumb because it's like literally moving is so hard. Like making new friends is hard. Being unsettled is hard. Finding a place is hard. There's just yeah. so much stress. And then also like moving in with your significant other for the first time is a time, you yeah, know? Oh, I know. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think it's like it's awesome, mm. but because uh, you get to see your favorite person all the time, all the time you come home to your favorite person. How yeah. amazing is that? You wake up to your favorite person, person, yeah, and go that. to sleep. Exactly, dead person. <laughs> um, and they're maybe a great cook and make you laugh, but um, <laughs> but it's also really really tricky because then it's sort of like, well, you guys are moving into a new place together, yeah. right? Yeah. We had the fun thing of sort of the like, okay, so you can get that drawer and you can get that little corner of the room like like trying that's to, your corner yeah well that, that's tough that's tough yeah like that's that i think was the hardest part about yeah. about moving in was that like this was my like i lived here first yeah so it was like okay like gonna try to make space for you in this layout that i've put down and yeah. all that whatever so we made i mean we made it work for sure but that was definitely like i was like there's your drawer and she's like, right I'm the drawer i'm like okay 
there's your closet. She's like, I'm going to need more than a closet. I'm right. like, there's your other closet. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your two closets. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, this is your blanket. This could be my blanket. I'm actually apparently a blanket hog. So, <laughs> oh, so we actually have separate blankets. Um, That's for, honestly, it's smart. Yeah. That's yeah. solving problems right there. Oh, yeah. See, you can, I had a. Oh, you need to be thinking. Okay, I'm going to say this. Okay, if, go. if your significant other is, is moving in. Yeah. You need to be thinking about like it's a fucking startup. Like Explain. You, you need to see the problem. Yes. Fix the problem. You need to fix the problem. Yes. Immediately. Like immediately. Like you need so to, true. You need to extrapolate how this small thing is going to feel if it's ha- if it's going to happen a hundred times. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like this small thing could not matter yep. in this case or that case. But if you are having the worst day yep. or they are having the worst day yep. and this small thing is the straw that breaks the camel's back. True. You need to see that. From a hundred days away. Yes. From a hundred miles away. So, so true. You fit you've gotta fix the details. Yeah. I think, you know. And that's the thing. Sharing a blanket or like getting a separate blanket, it may seem a bit ridiculous, a bit superfluous. But if you have a meeting in the morning, if you've had a long day mm-hmm. and you wake up at three in the morning because you're cold, <laughs> because your significant other took your blanket, that is not a minor thing no. in that moment. No. That is a day ruined. True. Because your sleep's been fucked. Yep. Everything's been fucked, you know? The thing is, it's also interesting how little problems like that can be solved so simply. So mm. simply. You just buy well, another blanket. Everybody's yeah. also had them. That's true. Exactly. You know? And and uh, so I was going to say, like, I moved with a bunch of my friends to Hawaii for three months during COVID, which was awesome. And we quarantined together for two weeks and we did nothing but hang out. And it was awesome. And one of the biggest problems that we came into was we kept buying chicken and we kept eating all the chicken too fast. And the guys kept eating too much chicken. And I always wanted chicken and there was no chicken left. And we had this big ass fight where everybody like got so mad. It was like an intervention. Like we all sat down on the couch and we're like, you keep eating too much chicken. And then we realized, why don't we just buy more chicken? And it's the same thing with the blanket. Mm-hmm. Just, you, buy uh, just buy two blankets. Capitalism yeah. is the answer to that. Too. Yeah. 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 M- money, in money, the bank. money, yeah. money in the bank is the buy answer to all problems. Buy more chicken. You've worked with me at Hope, right? No, I don't think. so. Oh no, she's friends with Tiger. You oh with Tiger, yes, right? I worked with yeah, Tiger. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, Miet is friends with Tiger. Darrow. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Miet and I went on tour when we were uh, eighteen. Okay, um, cool. We, we did a Colorado tour with another band. So cool. Um, and the band had a had a term. I think about this constantly because I have never heard anybody mention this since. Mm. But this guy, Ian, his name is Ian Desiderio, who's a friend of mine when we were growing up. When somebody would do something, he'd be like, that's a slime, man. Slime. S-L-I-M-E. Slime. Mm. That's a slime. And when I asked him, like, what, what do you mean? Like, what's a, what's a slime? He described it as slime is the thing that is small, too small to bring up, like so small that you're the asshole if you bring it up. Mm. But if you let it happen again or if you let it build up or if you like let it go, it would just get worse and fester mm. and fester. And I realized that like big problems don't fuck over relationships. No, like, never. If, if, so you true. Know, if we find out or whatever that like, you know, I made an accounting error or whatever that like, which I promise we're good. But that made an accounting error <laughs> that, like, like, that caused Noah, you know, yeah. to lose $2,000 or like whatever. He may be upset with me, rightfully so, right. you know, but like, we'd be like, okay, cool. We fucked this up. I fucked this up. I'll pay you back. Right. Let's yeah, get well, an accountant. You, you work like, it out. We'd work it yeah. out. Like it wouldn't be a big old blowout. Right. But if like, 
I borrowed $5 from him and told him I would pay him back that $5. Right. And we, I kept doing that mm. like every day <laughs> for two years. Yeah, yeah, too small at every individual instance to make a thing out. But after like the 10th time, then it becomes, it a builds thing. into a much bigger thing. And, and, I, realize, and, 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 yeah. and I think we actually learned the hard way that like that <clears throat> slime is That's the, what kills a relationship. That's what kills a relationship. So true. And I think that that is like, I mean, I'm a very confrontational person, which I have learned that you need to sometimes pick your battles. But with that type of stuff, it's like it's always better to just because I just I, talk about it. I genuinely yeah. feel that like my relationship would be less in jeopardy if like one of us went to a party and made out with somebody mm. than if I put my shoes somewhere that she can trip over them. For the seventy fifth time, yeah, you know true. what I mean. No, that's true. true. So true. That's true. You know. So it's true. It's also so intimate. It's so personal. Yeah. You know, like we get drunk at a party. Whatever. We're hot. Let's make out. Whatever. <laughs> like it's fine. Like you know, we'll all be. Or fine. at the very least, then that opens like a like a conversation, a conversation yeah. that you know that needs to be had. But, but like, like this is like this is my space. This yes. is her space. This is space. You know, like it's a safe space. It's a safe space. It's yeah. supposed to be a safe space. You shouldn't be tripping over shoes. No, and you should be with a partner who hears you. Yeah, when you're saying don't trip over the shoes, I'm realizing now my shoes are actually currently out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, there <laughs> you have it. But it's because yeah. it's actually it is no, it matters. Are hard. It matters are, yeah. a lot. I mean, and it's and that's also like living together is a time because it's like living together just like magnifies slime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it yeah, just like it makes really everything more in your face, you know. And I think also slime doesn't need to have a reason. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like if you care about somebody, it doesn't have to be justified. My, my parents are divorced. Mm -hmm. And I want them to like ask mom, like, what what would you say maybe was the reason? You know? And she was like, oh, it was you and your brother for sure. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, she, you can laugh at that. Um, <laughs> no, she, uh, she said, um, I know it's kind of silly, but yeah. I always felt uncomfortable going to sleep if the mm -hmm. closet door was open. I know it's like, it was weird. I know it's a bit silly, but for some reason it just felt wrong. Like, like unsettled. I felt unsettled, but oftentimes I'd be tired and I didn't want to like get out of bed and have to close it. And I oftentimes didn't open the closet. Like that wasn't where, that was where the, my dad's suits were or whatever. And my mom was like, I kind of just like maybe realized that this wasn't, you know, that wasn't necessarily right. When I realized that he was never gonna kind of close the closet door. Whoa. But it was just very interesting to me, like that of all the things, my, you know, my parents didn't fight that much. If anything, they were incredibly good communicators mm. and very empathetic people and very, you know, very sweet folks. But yeah, it's this, it was this little thing, you know, mm -hmm. when she's when she looks back on it, you know, like she's like this little thing that I kept expressing was important to me. He didn't necessarily see it as important enough yeah. to, to remember or to, to like consciously do. So, Man. I, you know, it's it's interesting. It's a bit heartbreaking now that I'm saying it out loud. Yeah. You know? but, I, but it does make one think, you know, about the people. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think like people are so interesting, like how we just like interact and like what's important to us and like mm -hmm. why things fall apart. It's just like weird. People are so important also. I mean, I feel like that's the other thing. Like I'm like tying it way back. But I was going to say like the whole thing of like being happy is really the point. Well, like to be happy, it's really about your relationships and like the people mm -hmm, yeah. that you like foster relationships with and the time that you spend with them and like what you do for them and, and what they do for you and all these things. And it's like, that's what matters. People. People. Mm. Yeah. But and it's also that like we are just these like little tangled knots of like 
phobias and traumas and tough days. And I think that like certain things that make a lot of sense to some people don't make a lot of sense to others. I mean, for what it's worth, like, you know, I've talked about the rug we just got on the podcast a little bit more (laughs) than I thought I would be this year. But, but, uh, (laughs) But I almost started crying when we first started talking about it because like Noah, Jess, and, and Danny were talking about it and it felt like they were speaking another language. I felt lost. Like I felt really like... What do you mean by... Well, they were talking about how what it does to a room and, oh. and about aesthetics of a room. But I, I don't think I ever kind of had that education mm. or had that kind of like interior, mm. a care for the interior. Yeah. You know, um, not to say that, that where I grew up wasn't like nice, like it was all right, but I don't think anybody really thought about that in the yes. same, in, you know, or, same. or <laughs> and, and especially my spaces. I didn't know you were supposed to think about it like that. Right. And I was even just so grateful to be living anywhere, right? you know, with a roof. Right. I didn't necessarily think about what you put on the floors. And, and so that's the thing. <clears> yeah. <throat> is that like, it's one of those things where if I were to say, hey, like when we talk about a rug, it overwhelms me to the degree that I want to cry. Mm. Like that would be crazy to say to somebody. Like, mm-hmm. like, I, like I feel like that sounds so strange to say out loud. Mm-hmm. But when you take into account somebody's entire timeline right. and their relationship with luxury and their right. relationship with spaces and like right. whatever, then you realize, oh, okay, that's how all these things sort of blended into this weird little little brain. Here, <laughs> you yeah, know? how you become that's, this person, and that's in a, like as kind of trite and cheesy as it might come across. Like I think that's what love is like to love someone not mm. just romantically, Absolutely. but in any in any way. It's it's to find the tangled mess of yes. stuff that makes someone who they are and be like, I see this and I understand this. And to yes. love someone is to want to understand more. Exactly. I, I was I was talking to a friend of mine today over coffee, you know, and we were just talking about relationships. He's been in his relationship for six years. And and he's like, yeah, we have like, I'd say like probably like one solid fight a day, you yeah. know, about yeah. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I love her. I'm going to marry her. We're going to be together forever. <laughs> yeah. but, but I get myself ready for that fight, you know, like, <laughs> like that's how we've learned to communicate, you know, so and, true. And, and that's important, you know, yeah. sometimes like that's how you know to express yourself, you yeah. know, is, is the parry, yeah. you know, and, and all you can really ask for is a good partner who knows exactly where you're going to swing your sword sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no, I mean, Jared and I have been together for, I, I was just talking about Jared this whole time. How'd y'all meet? How did we meet? I met him when I was 10. Oh, wait, I saw you posted a photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were in line for Heritage Day and he was supposed to say hello in Portuguese, which I don't know how to say. <laughs> um, and I was ready to say hello in Chinese and it's ni hao. And, uh, and. <laughs> there you go. And uh, and we were in line and I like made small talk with him because he has different colored eyes, which I think is amazing. And I... Heterochromia? Mm-hmm. He has a brown eye and a blue eye. Ooh. And when I met him for the first time when I was 10, I was like, oh my God, your eyes are so cool. And he was like, thanks. And I was like, ah. And then we like, I don't think we said anything ever again and I had the biggest crush on that kid like for the whole year I was like your post was like he's playing the long game yeah yeah. I literally had the biggest crush like I remember I had I think I had like a yearbook and I was like on the flight to China with a friend um like a family friend who doesn't even go to my school and I was like showing her Jarrett and being like, look at him, isn't he cute? I have a crush on him, and he didn't know if my like he did. He doesn't remember this conversation, which is so that funny. Is, <laughs> so the moral of the story is: ten year old Emily got game. 
Yeah. Truly. 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 Like she really, she was like, here's my, (laughs) I got this. Like, you're like, "Uh, I'm covered. I'm set. Yeah. I'm set. I'm set for the next, like, I don't even know. Oh my God. How old are 12 years? Yeah. That's a a dozen. That's a dozen of them. It is a long time. But yeah. And then we dated for the first time in eighth grade for like a week before we realized that we were children and um yeah and then we were like, like this is like not gonna work you. out you're like we are 10 <laughs> like we are children we have not gone through puberty yet like he was very short and like half my weight like you know as yeah. as men and women do in in weird oh, I, 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 middle uh, school i was the tallest kid in my oh my, my gosh class. For uh, like exactly a year, and then everybody comes back from summer break, and I am the shortest. <laughs> you were like, what? "What? The glory only yeah. lasted so long." Yeah. So yeah, eighth grade, and then and then during my gap year, we started dating. So like for real, and then we haven't stopped since then, which is oh, a awesome. time. Some shout yeah. out, yeah, shout out. Um, and he's out of music, which is great too. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he he's it's great, and he's really like part of the reason why I do music. I think. Because, like, he believes in me more than I believe in myself to a degree. I know. It's very sweet. I know. I know. But, like, I believe in myself for sure, but he does a little more. Mm -hmm. And that's important. important, though. I mean, that's, that's, again, part of being in a a partnership. Like, I think, Mm -hmm. I mean, talk about our partnership, mine and Noah's. You can ask. I think on on my toughest days when I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? If for me wasn't a good enough answer, it would be for him and our Mm -hmm. management and uh, you know, the people we work with and, yeah. and whatnot as well, you know, like yeah. even editing the podcast, like yeah. I have to, I like, I conjure a kid, you know, like yeah. I, conjure, I conjure me when I was 14 or whatever, yeah. like having a podcast like this, you know, and, and that's what helps me, you know, yes. like edit it, you know, but yeah, I think sometimes when you say, why am I doing this? The answer for me isn't good enough. And mm. that's when you need a partner to say like, you know, you're doing this for, the people around you or you're doing this because I'm your biggest fan yeah. and I need this song to come Dude, out. He, you know? He's been begging me for my private SoundCloud login. <laughs> like for literally it's so funny because so I send him demos and he listens to them like in his free time like doing nothing he'll just listen that. to my demos. You, you, sound, you sound surprised. Like, <laughs> I mean it's embarrassing. I'm like, he'll literally be like what about that song and then he'll like mention it and I'll be like what song are you talking I about? And he's like that song in years. I was like yeah I was like that. I wrote that literally years ago and He's like, oh man, I really like that one. I I'm think just... he has a little crush on you. Do you think so? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Do you think I, so? I, I, love, I, love, uh, I always love getting that perspective though, because I feel like people who aren't in music yes. do have like can sometimes be your best A and R of someone being like, oh, what about yes. this song? And you'd be like, oh, I hadn't thought about that song because you know maybe I was feeling off in the session that day. And then and then someone like you know of significant other, someone presents it to you like, oh, actually this was my favorite of the batch, and you're like. Oh, interesting. Whoa. That would not have been my pick. And then you're like, oh, you kind of see it in a new light. You Ooh. need you need outside perspective for yeah. sure. We said it on David Leone's episode. I sent it to him and Luke and and my friend Nicole on the East Coast just because they're not so saturated by yeah. it that they can actually be like, oh, no, I like legitimately like this. And, you know, even though it's in my head, oh, it didn't do this and it didn't do that or it's not in the zeitgeist or, mm. you know, there isn't a line for TikTok. They're like, it's, it's a good song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, sick, thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's really important to have outside of music perspective because oh, it's like those are the really that's what we're making it for. It's not just for this like weird little <laughs> community of LA. musicians. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, what inspired your most recent song? Who should fire the therapist? Um, hmm. yeah, call them, out, <laughs> call them out by name and give them give us their social security number. Um, yeah. yeah. So let me think about how I want to talk about this. Yeah, I mean it's pretty truthful. If you listen to the lyrics, you'll you'll really 
get what I'm talking about. It's about an old friend who did me very wrong. And um, yeah, and then she... I confronted her about it and I was like, what are you doing? And then she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. But like it was a half-assed apology. And then we didn't talk and we decided to not be friends anymore. And then when Late to the Party was doing well, she like messaged me being like, just wanted to let you know I'm so proud of you. And I was like, who? Why? What? (laughs) I literally was like, it was such a good moment. And I loved Late to the Party and I was having a good time. And it was like, did you think that you texting me that would bring me any sort of joy mm. like at all like it just made me upset you, you Marie condoed her you're like you're out yeah, yeah I literally already decided that that was not going to be in my life and that like I was over it and I'm gonna grow from it and I'm over it you know and I was just getting over it and I was fine again and then she decided to message and I was like you're an idiot so yeah I wrote this song <laughs> I, love, I love when you're when you're in a stable relationship that like the friend breakups have the same oh my god potency they're horrible. as as the regular as like a regular breakup they're so just, like, horrible don't text them back don't even <laughs> block them you know don't even show them what we're doing you know oh my god yeah I've had the worst I don't know what's happening this year but I've had some bad friend breakups like two or three I'd say you, you had some your your TikToks for the song had some incredible face play yeah just your the the eye the eye look there's some real anger there big fan <laughs> of that yeah there's some honest anger we're, we're so. appreciators of the of the of, a, of good face play but yeah, yeah no that that song was so much fun to write it was uh it was a rally and Rob and me and it was three of us and we did the gang vocals the same day we recorded all the vocals the same day That's it was awesome. like super Love fast that. moved you get that rawness like, from that for sure yeah man. yeah and it was just fun it was like not quite in the realm of the stuff that I had been making because I was like very pop focused and then this one was more like a little bit of jazz a little bit more like messy and dirty and like mm-hmm. fun and angry <laughs> well you got that hard beat yeah going. it's very like, yeah. it's anger and I love it yeah <laughs> yeah it's great yeah yeah I think I think it's awesome you know and listen I've been a fan since the first track but I feel like <laughs> you really you are just like expanding your palette and expanding mm-hmm. your sound with each yeah. song um I think obviously late to the party getting at the attention and informing some of the choices but like you do have such a clear way of writing I mean mm-hmm. you're you're a lyricist thank you like first and foremost which I you know, I love mm-hmm. like, so your lines are very unique, very like, like biting, very story driven. But yeah, you, you know, you're experimenting with these production palettes that mm-hmm. I think is really, really cool. It's these songs are sort of building off of that. You yeah, know? it's it's fun. It's like exciting to kind of play around with different sounds and see like this is such an exciting time where I'm mm-hmm. like developing what is M.A. And it was I think it was just like late to the party was just like the second song. And I was like, whoa, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I literally was like, this was just a song that I was excited about and I hadn't really thought through it. And so with that came the pressure of like needing to have a sound and needing to have a look and needing to know what I was about. And um, and yeah, so it was like stressful period. And then recently I'd been like, well, I don't need to be stressed. <laughs> That's a decision. Like <laughs> That is a choice. I can take it slow and I can play around with music and figure out it on Your my own timeline. Who is awesome. It's like, just, yeah, you get to like make all the pieces. If you, and I hope you don't because we'll miss you dearly. But if you went to back to China, would you keep the name? Well, it's actually my, it's inspired by my Chinese name, but it's not my Chinese name. Well, but that's, that's my inspired. question. Would you, would you keep it spelled in, in English or would you write it? Would you change it to, that's to such a, I don't know. 
Yeah, we, yeah, we asked original questions on this <laughs> yeah, fucking we show. We did it. We got them, we got them boys. Dude, what a question. I don't know because I was known as Emily in China. But again, I can always change my name. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm not sure because the weird thing is Mei, like M-E-I um, in Chinese, which is the last character of my Chinese name, is like kind of like I love the name because it's my name and it's like a, a cherry blossom tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's beautiful, but it's also very old timey. Like the name itself doesn't quite reflect me. Mm. And like, like basically like the connotation of the name is kind of like older woman, <laughs> like, you know? And so it's not it's like quite, Dorothy yeah, Dolores, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's Edna. like Susan, you know what I mean? Like not quite there. <laughs> and so, I don't know, I would have to think about it more, but also mm. Chinese names are so complicated. Like there are people whose jobs are to think of good Chinese names because the names dictate everything. Like I have a friend in China who's like, I'm very close with and she's doing music full time. And she changed her name recently because she was coming into a lot of bad luck and felt like it was because of her name. Oh, wow. And it was like her mom sadly passed away and like, and she was coming into career problems and her relationship was having problems. And she just, I think found herself in a really dark spot. And then she was like, you know what? I'm going to start over. I'm going to get a new name, like legally changed wow. her name wow. and went to like a person who like, reads into names and like looks for like the good luck and like where the things line up and all this stuff and got a new name but i think it's hard for her because everybody still calls her original name and she hates (laughs) it everybody's like she's always like because sometimes i still will and she's like no that's not my name but i'm like you're right you're right (laughs) do you chinese and forgive me for not knowing this no yeah do uh, chinese characters also um interchange with numbers no, not really. Okay. Not really. Because yeah. in, in Hebrew, it's interesting because the number system is is associated with the alphabet. Interesting. So like high is 18 mm-hmm. and that's good luck. Mm. But it's all like that is like a word meaning like good luck, but also like the number 18 because of its association with it is a lucky number. Which is why, like, if you're having a bar mitzvah, you'll get, like, checks in some kind of multiple of 18. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a lot of that in Chinese. But, yeah, not quite because Chinese doesn't have an alphabet. So it's very, like, all over the place. Like, all the characters are completely individual. And, like, there's no, you know what I mean? I I don't, yeah. Yeah, Chinese is hard. Hard, man. Yeah, one of the hardest languages it's to learn. so difficult because yeah. you memorize each character individually like there aren't like like all you do is memorize characters and at a certain point like I was able to read because I started like living there and I started like seeing signs more and hearing people read them and then you kind of just like eventually learn you know but it's like writing is oh it's impossible it's so hard Can I share a story of how Noah and I almost uh, got lost in Beijing? Oh, tell me. <laughs> so we went out drinking with our friends in mm-hmm. uh, in Beijing, and we had a card mm-hmm. that had the address for the hotel mm-hmm. in in uh, in Chinese. And you know, getting a cab in Beijing that like especially as white guys, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's difficult. Well, so for people who don't know, like if you're in New York. You know, you stand on the corner, you hail a yeah. taxi, or you know, you call an Uber or now or whatever. Um, in Beijing, there's usually like a line of taxis, but they can just sort of like you tell them where you want to go, and they can just sort of say no, thank you, or mm-hmm. just like say no to you as a per- as a general vibe, mm-hmm. uh, etc. 
Um, so we went through, I mean, it's, it's getting to be about one in the morning, two in the morning We're you know, we're, we're shit faced. Um, and we're sort of going through cabs and they take one look at us. Also we're with two English guys and, and that they're not really helping our case. <laughs> yeah. He's not uh, yeah. They're like, I can't do that. I can't do James's <laughs> accent. He's like, you need to get them to the Hyatt or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but whatever. So that was I'm, actually really good. That was good. Good job. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, there's, there's we have a video of James trying to explain that like one of the crayfish that we ordered didn't have a tail, and he's like the tail, it's missing, <laughs> a, tail. missing a tail. Yeah. It's so good. It's like one tail, two tail, three tail. Where's no the tail? tail. Yeah. Has it got a tail on it? Yeah. <laughs> what? It was so funny. It, was, it was such a language barrier. That's good. Uh, like situation. Yeah, yeah I feel like being in Eastern countries without someone who speaks like that's very difficult. Yeah, you know, and and for what's worth, they were. I mean, they were our age, so we had fun. And it was they were great guides, but yeah, at one point, we was like, it's missing a tail, and we were losing it because <laughs> like all he kept saying, he was so exasperated. <laughs> was just like one tail, two tail, three tail, ah, no tail. Um, that's that's besides the point. We were hammered <laughs> because you know also that they bring you beer. Yeah. In. Okay, so for people who haven't had beer in Beijing, they don't bring you out like, oh, here's your cup and here's your cup. They bring you out like it looks like a water cooler. You know, I'm not like generalizing. Like Every place that we went to brought out these like water coolers with like a spout. Like you had your own tap. Interesting. You know, uh-huh. so we were drinking a lot like of beer. Like a lot of beer, yeah. yeah. So finally we, we show this guy, he's a little older, our card of where we're supposed to go. And he he's like, okay, we'll we'll do it. Also, for anybody who doesn't know, cab drivers can kick you out of their cab for whatever reason at any time. Um, that's that's the case, I guess, anywhere, but uh, especially, 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 <laughs> especially yes. in Beijing, uh, which is what we were learning. Like yeah. we we were told this, like preempting our our cab experience. So we're on our way home. Noah's starting to go to sleep a little bit. I'm like tired, but still a little bit awake and, and he turns around and just nods his head and we are nowhere near our hotel we're actually like in my head we're not an alley in my brain we're yeah. just at a random alley and we have no idea what's happening he's like you know go what and we have and so mind you we don't have any data we don't have our phones we don't have like why'd you have your phone we had our phones on us we didn't have like but you didn't data. have data so, oh my god! So we finally like wait. Know- rule one: get data when you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were we were a little bit broke. It's like one hundred and sixty dollars yeah, or like whatever. True. Yeah. So that's true. Anyway, Noah no winds up. I think it was actually that we couldn't get the international plan, but like my parents were asleep, and Noah's family in Rome wasn't because of the time zones. Oh my god! Right. So you were able to ask your mom to like yeah. get us on the get your phone on an international plan. Yeah. So. We find out that the cab driver has terrible vision and couldn't read <laughs> the card. So we just kind of guessed based on like the general vibe. Oh. It was what I was gathering. Dude, this is such a nightmare. Because he kept pointing to his eyes. He kept saying, I can't see. Because oh, it was written really small. No. So I'm, then, I'm getting like secondhand stress right so now. Then, oh so then, so is there Noah, a bunch of uncut gems kind of night? Yeah, this is, so oh Noah, my God. So then Noah gets the, the international data plan. We put in the address. And we find out that we're like 30 minutes away. Um, mind you, I have no cash on me. Noah's got cash. Like, I got a little bit of cash on me, but I had like enough for us to like get where we were going on the first night. Not <clears throat> that much cash. Yeah. Luckily, Noah had some cash on him. But we we were like, 
please, <laughs> can you get us to to?" And and he kept saying, "No, no, no." And then we're like, "Please!" And so we like show him the map, and he can't read it. Dude, what? Like, so I <laughs> changed, changed the language to to Chinese, and he's like looking, but he's like he's squinting, he's saying, "No, I can't read it." So <laughs> what we wind up doing, I said, "Okay, just drive." And I know one thing yeah. in Chinese with the sheshe. Yeah. And I know how to say no. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I have the DPS here. I'm like leaning over his shoulder. Noah's slowly just dipping in and out of consciousness. Yeah. Like, 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 I don't know if it was stress or like narcolepsy, <laughs> oh, but I was, like, I was out. I like, could was, not stay he, awake. He, he couldn't stay awake. So I tap on his right shoulder to mean go right. I tap on his left shoulder to mean go left. I can't believe I, he like understood. And I tap on the center console. No, because I'm literally like, like <clears throat> right, right, sheshe, left, left, <laughs> sheshe, like just, just tapping his shoulder. This is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> it's three in the morning. It winds up being like a, like, um, I can't do the sort of math of the, the conversion at that point too, but it's somehow we get to our hotel. Literally, I'm just tapping him on the shoulder, you know, just sort of going forward when it's forward. Um, so I'm reading the GPS and mind you also the highways in, in Beijing, it's not like, it's a lot more like Los Angeles. Right. Yeah. So, and I'm not the best GPS reader <laughs> in general. So it's not like we were like on some sort of like country road where yeah. it's like you're straight and then you take a right. It's you go like, straight for a while. You need yeah. to like slightly, slightly veer on, right, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. And okay, also like, you know, there's not like fucking stoplights or like whatever too. Like our hotel was one block away from like that terrible intersection. Oh my God. Where like everybody is just like, fuck you. Like <laughs> just gridlocked. So I'm just tapping his shoulder, like whatever. We finally get to the Dude, hotel. This- Wow. He gives me, you know, he says how much it is. Noah has literally the exact change. Oh. Like he is a down to the dollar. Oh. Amount. And we're like, he's like, no. Y'all are lucky. He's like, no tip. I'm like, that's like all the cash we have. Oh my God. And so, you know, but like, I don't know, even just like to this day. Also, no tip. I've never tipped a taxi driver in China in my life. That's like not a thing. Oh, maybe he was just like pissed about the whole situation. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. In my head, I was he, like, whoa. In my head, he was no, pissed because usually you tip your cab driver. Well, also, cab drivers act very differently to um, foreigners in China. That's fair. So I'm sure that they ask for tip. I'm sure. not surprised by that it's, at you all. You probably do it without, like people probably, Americans probably. Yeah, yeah, without anyway. thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't, yeah, we didn't. Dude. Anyway, long story, but like, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the time that we uh, got yeah. very lost in China. But we, we, we lived to tell the tale. But we lived, we lived to break the rules the next day at the Great Wall of China where we accidentally <laughs> snuck through the window to the forbidden part. We got to sneak through the window to the forbidden part. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> as Americans in yeah. a country that is you have ours, to, yeah. you have to, you have, yeah. You got to see the cool, overgrown, yeah, like, bit of it. It's Don't so they have done that? <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah. It's like it we were like, yeah, we're we're not gonna play by the rules. Somehow, the most trouble that we got into was at the Shanghai Marketplace, where we bought like a three terabyte flash drive, thinking yeah. like, oh, they just make better technology here, and <laughs> yes. it was like it was like a two megabyte hard drive that didn't work, yeah. you know, like, wow. Yeah, and we spent two hundred like hundred fifty dollars on it, like we got Shanghai. Oh, you got so screwed. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, dude. Okay, so I feel very comfortable in China. However, it's been two years, and I spent a lot of time there. Oh, we had a, a wonderful time. I'm just no, these no, are just no, the, no, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is, if you ever want to come to China again, I'm your girl. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> We very much would be the guy. I'm your girl. Because, for instance, I know how to call cabs on my phone. And I know how to, you know, like... Well, one time I went with my friends and it was late on a Saturday or something. And they were, like, trying to get a cab. 
And I was trying to get a cab too. And the dude was like, oh, a hundred. And I was like, that is just BS. It's not a hundred. It's like 20 to get to wherever. Yeah. I was like, this is just wrong. And they were like, no, a hundred, a hundred. And I was like, I literally got into the window and spoken Chinese and like cursed him out. I was like, this makes no sense. I literally live here. I like know how it goes. Like, let's not do this right now. Like, I know what it's like. And then the dude just like drove off, like flipped me off. And I was just like, bruh. <laughs> I was like, oh, and the same thing goes when I like go to Shanghai marketplaces and stuff. I know what the prices are and right. I know how to not get like totally well, that swindled. Th- that was the thing is like we were so I mean, we, we got like, you know, Noah got like a nice scarf. Like we got some pretty nice Good. stuff at the marketplace. But also I think we were so enamored by the idea probably, of we like. You probably paid way more than we should Yeah, I was like, you probably made more. Oh, yeah, more yeah, yeah, we, 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 uh, we did some haggling. But like yeah. we were very enamored by like the idea of there being like bespoke advanced technology no i get that um you know it's like here's a a gopro and we can get it for like 30 dollars. the thing with the gopro okay we we were we were were led astray about the gopro specifically at at the very least like we're told by somebody that they got one we were told by someone that they got a working fake gopro and we're Uh like oh and and they're like it works great some of them work some of them work so we were like gambling on like maybe this one maybe it will flash drive though the flash drive we should have known that's that's an l you should have like brought well actually maybe it would have Messed up your computer. Anyways, yeah. No, we did plug it into our computer. Wait, really? That's when we found out that it didn't work. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What's we funny tried. though is all, all the antics that we wound up getting into. The thing that we got into the most trouble for was that we ordered a massage <laughs> like through room service. <laughs> we, um, thought we thought it. Was I found like- out later that like the professor, I think he thought that we like ordered like a massage, <laughs> but we like build the college like we. <laughs> oh wow! So he was like, "You're gonna get a massage." And build a college? Like, he was so mad at us. And we're like, yeah, we thought we could just, you know. Wow. It was a good massage, though. <laughs> well, every time I go back to China, I just get the best massages ever. Because I do the same. We have a place that we go to. And, like, my parents have a membership there. And it's amazing. And it's so cheap. And I know it's a spot on Robertson. That's $45 for 90 minutes. And it's good. And it's and they go hard. They go hard. Because I hate it when they don't. That's no, my pet they, peeve. they, like, murder you. You have to they send me the information. They put hot stones oh, on your my back. God. Yes. They put your feet in scalding water. Yes. Love and they it. Dig their elbows into your shoulder oh, until you can't feel your shoulder anymore and it's beautiful okay yeah you need to send me the information yeah. because i i actually like my pet peeve is getting a massage and paying like a lot of money for it and then them literally like poking me yeah like you know what i mean like yeah. you're like what are you doing like i can do this well, so, so much better i've been going to this spot like every time i don't have a ton of family that lives out here but i have like an aunt who lives out here mm-hmm. um so I, we would visit you know from time to time and every time i would come out here you know, I'd get a massage from this spot because she's like loved this spot and everything like that. And then when, you know, my mom for like my birthday in New York or whatever was like, I got you like a spa for your birthday. You get one free massage. I'm like, oh, cool. That's great. And I go there and the person's like, is this too hard? Yeah, yeah. I'm and they're like, literally like barely touching yeah, you. Like, I'm like, I'm like, wait, you started? <laughs> You're like, did you? Oh, that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. But I've also, been- I also definitely feel very like uncomfortable being like, in my, you know, birthday suit yeah. telling like a person I've never met like to go harder. To go harder. <laughs> no, it's true. It's you true. Know. It's true. I've been spoiled by China in regards to that though. But we're gonna have to all go on a trip. Then. I know. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, no, I'm I miss it so much. I mean I went so much. Like I went like every three months I was there for like two months until COVID. Like I literally was always in China, like very much like by country. Like I was like back and forth all the time. I got so used to that 12 hour mm. flight. Like it was crazy. Yeah, but I miss China. 
I think I miss it. I miss my my grandma's there and my dad is there right now. So there there's no flights between the two countries the entire month of March. Whoa. So we're kind of like so, so and my dad's like, yeah, I'll come back for your graduation. You I'm like, dual citizen. Cool. No. Okay. Yeah, I'm fully American citizen, and so are my parents. So. It's hard because you have to have a work visa to get in right now. And it's like very mm. complicated. But yeah, weird how we get to our places. How do we? It's weird how we get where we are. And you meet the people you meet. For what? For what reason? How? Because people are the most important thing. Boom. Wow. I, there's, a, there's a Jewish mysticism says that we all share a fraction of each other's spark to make one big flame. I love that. You know, so we're sort of destined to meet the people we meet. And, and make- it's cool because everybody in your life makes you who you are. Because yeah. like everybody who you interact with, even like, you know, someone at a supermarket or like yeah. whatever, you know, like a small interaction can like totally change things. I mean, you, you don't need to talk to me about chaos. That's yeah. my favorite. This is, I think chaos. about this constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. I've been so chaotic recently. Side note. I mean, good. Be yeah. chaotic. It is good. I had yeah. a call on the way here. I, was calling a friend of mine. Okay, so basically this morning I went on a hike. I went to Griffith's Park. It was lovely. Hell yeah. It was very lovely. And then I was like, I should go get an Allen wrench from Home Depot because nice. we got a fork stuck in our incinerator or incinerator or whatever it's called. <laughs> you know, like the sink thing? The garbage disposal? The garbage disposal? Yeah. <laughs> the incinerator? That's what it's called. That's what it's called. That's what the label says. The no? Inc- Incurator? You guys didn't know that? Yeah. Good name. Anyways. <laughs> what? I'm freaking out. Anywho. So fork stuck in there. Every time I turn it on, it goes, bah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, the song fork stuck in the garbage disposal. Ding, 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 ding. It's a thing. It's a it's real thing. thing. Yeah. Is that not just like the Fox song? What does the Fox say? Yeah. <laughs> Is that not the same? Anyways. Uh. Yes. Yeah, so um, went to Allen Ranch and then got there and was like, I should buy two floor plants because we need some things in our apartment. Oh, floor plants. What? <laughs> like, I'm going to buy random some schemat- floor schematics. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I got floor plants. But I didn't get them. I like picked them out and then was like, oh, this isn't going to fit in my car. And that took like 45 minutes of me just like looking at the plants. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, that was a waste of time. So I got the Allen wrench, this That's tiny every thing. Every time we've been to Target the last, we're like, yeah, we're, we're going to Target and we're going to Ikea. We're going to get all this furniture. And then we're like, yeah, we fucking we drive a Civic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. You can trust Civic, <laughs> Civic. Speaking of yes. what, what's the like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, but yeah, and then, and then, it doesn't even end there. I like, was like, okay, I also, I was like driving, I was like, all right, I still have an hour until this podcast. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to go to Trader Joe's and get some chicken. And I- Hey, buy more chicken. Buy more chicken. Buy more chicken. That's what I've learned. You know what I mean? I was debating if I should get three pounds or six pounds. You know what I did? Six, six pounds. pounds. <laughs> so I bought a lot of chicken, got a rotisserie chicken as well. Yeah. Brought it home and I was like, oh, wow, the time is really running out now. Realized I didn't have the address to this place. Which nice. <laughs> is on us a little bit. I mean, you've been to our house a couple times. I did, no, it was like, definitely on me because I had the address somewhere. You right, know what I mean? Right. But anyways, and then I was like eating my chicken leg. That was the rotisserie chicken while looking for the address. Wait, and I, I was on the phone also. I, all three great. things. That's great. That's it's, a lot, it's a lot like uh, Uncut Gems. 
I honestly haven't seen Uncut Jams. It's uncut Jams. It's a it's a, it's a lot like uh, our our Beijing experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Equally stressful. Uh, Equally stressful for no good for reason. No good reason. Like literally no good reason. And I was like, wow, I could have had such a chill day. I could have gone hiking and then I could have sat at home, had a coffee, and journaled, and then came to this. Like, wouldn't that have been hey, boring? Calm, loser. Yeah. Calm, loser. Yeah. So it's a thank you. It's, it's <laughs> embrace. The chaos. I'm embracing it. it. I'm embracing it. I have understood that I'm just a chaotic person. And I need to accept it yeah. and not be stressed by it and just be like, this is fun. We're friends because you're chaotic. We're Adventure. friends because you and I both decided to go yeah. somewhere uh, to go to a super spreader event. Yeah. Yeah, it was super chaotic. Emma, are you ready? What's up? For the question round. Am I ready for the question round? Let me think about that. I yes. think I might be. I'm right, afraid. We're going to start with the random question. I can't wait. So this is a random question. We don't even know what it is. Oh, my God. What do you most admire about your parents? Hmm. hmm. What do I most admire about my parents? Um. They work so hard. It's unbelievable. What do they do? My mom has an engineering company. And she started it by herself. And my dad is an accountant who now actually works for my mom, which is cool. That's awesome. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. <laughs> Powerful. And my mom, okay, she loves to tell this story. She loves to be like, oh. this is like the story of my childhood, which is she came to America with $50 in her pocket and nothing else and had a suitcase, obviously. But like everything else was Did she, did she give you that like story? Like, oh like, uh, my God, all like the you're, time. You're complaining and you're like- She's like, yeah. Yeah, all right, mm -hmm. keep complaining. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's the story of my life is is the point there. And, and she's just, it's like moving to a new country when 1988 was, you know, a time when there's no internet and she didn't have enough money to call her family and she would send letters and it would take- you know, a while to get there. Mm. And, um, oh my God. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> she started driving when she got here, but never got a license <laughs> until, oh until like two years into it, which is chaotic I in itself. That. And she was a maid at the time and paying for her school. And she was getting her PhD at the same time. And she was pregnant with my sister and like, all this stuff. And my dad like literally helped her through that and moved to America with her like a year after and all this stuff. And it's just like. Oh, wow. So they met. They in met in China, China. And then she went first. And yeah. he came. So they did a long distance thing. They did. With nothing. No communication. Wow. No communication. And it's wow. incredible. And. Did they keep the letters? Well. Uh, good question. We uh, asked those here. <laughs> <laughs> Original Stop. questions. Only. Um, I'm. I doubt it, but also I bet it's somewhere. Like my parents are low-key hoarders, like our places. <sighs> Ooh, I still have like childhood um like notebooks from like the wow. third grade. You know what I mean? And I'm like, mom, you should throw this out. And she's like, Yeah, I will eventually. But um, no, they just work very hard. And my mom just doesn't stop working. And it's it's good and bad. I think growing up with parents like that who like don't have very clear boundaries of like when to stop working. My mom does not stop working. Like on all times it's inspiring because like she cares a lot about what she does and she works incredibly hard and she has pulled herself from one position to another just by herself you know but at the same time it's like i'm like okay work is not everything 
and I love them and I had a great childhood, but it is very much, sometimes I'm like, we don't have to talk about business all the time. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with music too. It's like so all encompassing. And I'm always like, I hang out with friends who are musicians and I end up talking about business, you know? And it's like, sometimes we don't have to do that. What a concept. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a workaholic because of my parents too. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, both my parents are also entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. like started their own stuff. So there was always this idea, you know, in in the house of like, you get what you put into it. Um, yeah. I don't think there was necessarily as much pressure. Mm. That pressure actually came from my grandfather. Interesting. Um, my, my grandfather uh, was a very kind of like buy his bootstraps kind of dude. Yeah. I mean, not even buy his bootstraps. I always hate that expression. My, my grandfather is just very much like, you got to work. You got to yeah. work hard. Like stop your complaining and, yeah. you know, and, and he's a lovely guy, but you know, definitely a lot more sort of stern about yeah. find value, make value, be valuable, yeah. you know, work hard. Yeah. What I admire about my parents is that I think that they always <clears throat> valued and prioritized um, kindness and communication. Mm. I think that, um, I think I was a very cruel child. Or Tell me about teenager, that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like I think that like, looking back on like some of the things that I would like do to my brother or just like how I would treat them mm. and everything like that. It just really, I lacked, I think a lot of empathy growing mm, up. Interesting. You know, I think I was like, you know, going through, I mean, as teenagers do, it's tough to be yeah. an empathetic, angsty teenager. Yeah. But I do think that like for the relationship that I have with them now, it was one that had to be rebuilt right. from really having some bad shit with them growing up mm. um Dude, and kids man yeah yeah oh, parenting jeez yeah. but, you know, but the thing is that's the thing is like you know they no matter what if anything oftentimes the reason my mom would get upset was because she couldn't fathom how i could be so self-centered or so um mean yeah you know and that's the thing though is like i really admire that my parents were just always prioritized kindness, mm. creativity, community, mm. communication. Mm. Um, and it's something that I really value now and, and want to just hold on to, you know? Um, what I admire about my parents is there's, I think there's such a richness and a, and like a, a depth to how they live their life. I think my parents have found a really great Zen in like enjoying life. Mm. And and living a life of like, of wealth outside of like money. Mm. Like I don't, I don't come from a lot of money, but I feel like I come from a lot of wealth. If that, I mean that, that sounds kind of cheesy, but I think mm. like my parents are really good at extracting value from life and like creating a, a life that's really beautiful and rich and interesting. And I feel like it's taught me how to just like savor things and mm. enjoy things and appreciate things mm. in a. In a in, in a very profound and like meaningful kind of way. That's something I appreciate about you, buddy. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you'll t- Noah will just like be like, you know what we're doing tonight? Like we're making pasta, mm-hmm. from, from, you know, from scratch. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I think I, I, yeah, I, I think love I, that. I have a hard time. I think I have a really hard time doing that. I think I have a hard yeah. time doing that, but I'll, I'll take my kindness and community points yeah. where I can, you know, but Definitely. Oh, that was such a nice, wholesome little... <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, so wholesome. So so uh. All right, next question. All right, what is your phone background? Oh, it's me and Jared. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, it's just us Aww. smiling at each other. It's cute. What a, what a gent. <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. All right, do you have a non-musical hobby? 
Um, do I have a non-musical hobby? The look of terror that flashed I know. In your what eyes. the? Oh my god! I j- okay, I'm sorry. I know we just said we'd speed through, but I have one story. <laughs> okay, the story is uh, I had an entire conversation with my roommates in college, being like, "So you guys have hobbies?" <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, uh, you don't." And I was like, "I don't really. I I like to." I don't know. I like to do things that I know I'm good at. And that's a problem. Like I I should be able to do things that I know I'm not good at just because I love to do them. That's how you get good at them. Right. <laughs> Anyways, but I mean, but I also guess you're preaching to the choir. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, Noah really, I think, enjoys learning new things and getting into those disciplines a lot more than I do. Yeah. Uh, for me, it hurts my teeth. Yeah. I well, I've started snowboarding. Hell yeah. Yeah. But I haven't this year. But it's I, tricky. I started it. Tricky, tricky, um, tricky, exactly. Tricky. And oh, and I love to crochet. So, oh, that's, so a great. that's a hobby. Um, but I haven't done it in a while. But when you guys come over to my place eventually one day when I it is furnished, um, you'll see that my I have this big crocheted blanket on Ooh, my couch that I, I did. That. I think just so. is knitting a blanket. I love that. Oh, it's yeah. so calming. Yeah. It's nice to make something. I think tedious, repetitive stuff is actually nice. It's why I like editing the podcast is that mm. once you start getting into the flow of it, it's really, yeah. you get into that. It's nice. You know. Yeah. Most important question. Most important question of the podcast. Would you be a pirate? Arr. <laughs> what? <laughs> Would I be a pirate? What does that even mean? What are what do pirates do? They oh, don't they, make us go into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I'm Gut gonna say feeling. no. Okay, interesting. Sorry, your team. <laughs> yeah, my team. <laughs> no further questions. Um, <laughs> I love it. Do you have any tattoos? No, and I kind of want one. What do you want? I want a matching tattoo with my sister. Yeah. I want a matching tattoo with Jared. Maybe. Maybe if it's not cringy, I think. Like, would it be his name? No, hilarious. Would it be, of, would it be Drake would it be... and Rihanna's faces? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's exactly. I'll write that down. Would no, but his face and your face, both as of one our, face? as one, like like our future baby type vibe. <laughs> your words, not mine. Creepy. No, I mean, here's the thing. I mentioned that I would get a tattoo with him. I think it's not because I feel like we're going to be together forever. It's more because I feel like at this point, if we were to break up, he's still very much part of me yeah oh yeah, yeah. so to mark the time yes definitely yeah. so i feel about all things mm. but i want a tattoo i like a small dainty one somewhere that's fun i'll walk ollie sometimes at least once a day i've had the thought now that because i love this fucking dog and i'll have this thought that like i'm like i have one of two options mm. i die young <laughs> or i outlive you Oh. Like it, it makes me so sad. Oh no! Can't think about it too much. Yeah, so I've been trying to just like <clears throat> presence the moments, you know. Very much yeah. So. Uh, what was the first concert you ever attended? <sighs> Ed Sheeran. Nice. nice. Isn't that insane? Isn't That's that crazy. an insane? Dude, it was so good. I was so shook, and I was old. I was. I mean, not that old. But I was sixteen, so I was like older than a lot of people at their first concert, yeah. and I was like, I don't know why I'd never gone to a concert before. Have you seen a concert in China? Yes. Um, can you recommend our listeners a movie, a book, and a TV show? Oh my God, what a hard question. A movie, a book, and a TV show. Okay. Um, TV show, I would say Afterlife is really good. Nice. Um, it's so sad and so funny. And it's, yeah, it's about this guy who um, his wife dies and he is very angry and depressed and horribly resentful. And then he's so mean to everyone and it's hilarious. So yeah, 
that's Wait, that. Is that it's Ricky Gervais. I think. Ricky Gervais. I think no Ray Romano. Yeah. No. No. I don't yeah. know his name. Anyways, movie. I like Tangled. Nice. Good. Yeah, Very it's good. great. Uh, and book. I need to read more books. Hmm. Um, book. I think I read Midnight Library. Midnight Library recently by Matt Haig, and that was very good. Um, and it was kind of just about like, like you basically almost die, and you can go into a library and you can choose your like life, like Whoa. what like al- alternate universe you end up in. That is still you, but in a different world where, where you, you chose die? something differently. So. No, it's like oh, you, just, choose, you get to try something. Yeah, else. you I, try different I things. I imagine that like. And not in a spiritual way, but like if you die, your brain, you get to like actually just in in a fit of DMT and whatever in your final moment, but it feels like it lasts forever. You get to kind of go into this like feeder your brain creates and you get to just like, you get a book of all your stats. Yeah. Like it tells you how many times you've had to That's take a cool. poop, you know, or it tells you like how, how, many, how many cumulative hours you spend in your car. Wow. You know, like all the little things that your brain like was recording. Right. But not necessarily like you had access to that's so and interesting re- and you'd rewatch like scenes like in a whoa theater, that's so know? cool but even be able to like extrapolate what it would look like if you did something different yeah whatever. yeah so it's like basically like i'm gonna um, read that that looks no it's that really awesome yeah. it was like if i chose to go to china right before covid interesting and like ended oh, yeah. up there you know like what that would have been like or if i chose to break up with your what would that be like or I if question. i chose to you know go. i have a question for you yeah would you trade your sheep for wheat <laughs> uh yes any day sheep is not valuable oh i'm, I'm a dev card player you yeah, know no, that. yeah you know i hate that it's <laughs> <laughs> so funny um uh, do you have a scar with a story do i have a scar with a story um i have so many on my hands um because i'm clumsy and mm-hmm. ditzy and i tend to fall a lot but none of them are that remarkable there's just a lot of scars from just simple falls like mm-hmm. falls when i'm too old to fall you know, right. like I should not be falling at Help, this age. I've fallen. Help, I've yeah. fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are three thoughts you have right now at this moment? Very moment. Um, the plant is very pretty and I want to plant. Nice. Um, and I I don't know. I'm I'm tripping over my words a bit. So that's a thought. Um, ginger black tea candle. It's an interesting one. This is the hmm. second time it's been brought up in this in this section. Interesting. You really got a statement piece it's in statement your candles. Yeah. It's funny how people just say like, what's in front of them when, well, you're, when you you're say actually, that. You're one of the few people who hasn't said that they're hungry. Mm-hmm. That's a usual recurring I mean, I one. am a little hungry, but not that hungry. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, uh, what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to having a housewarming party. Ooh. Yeah, I really want one. I, when, I, when, when? I don't know because right. I'm taking so long to furnish it, but I think I might just set a date so that... That's your goal. That's your deadline. Yeah. And yeah. also it's like, if it's not furnished, who cares? People are going to come. We're going to have a good time. It doesn't matter. I also love that that's not a musical looking forward to. So often yeah. on the show, I'd be like, what are you looking for? No shade to, you know, I have a respected <laughs> guest or yeah. distinguished guest. Right. Yeah. But, you know, so often they're like, I can't wait for my album or my tour, like whatever. But I think it's important to be looking forward to. Housewarming party. Yeah. Housewarming party. I just, yeah. it feels like a home. But I think that once people that I love are in it, it's going to feel more like a home. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> Um, oh stop oh well, stop we love you oh I love uh, you looking forward to more Catan yes looking forward to no when are you gonna join us uh, I'm, I mean I'm around now he's I around w- now we should play Catan I think it. we should we should definitely play Catan we're not playing it right now no why aren't we <laughs> yeah <laughs> Could you imagine the rest of the podcast is just our mics recording us playing? <laughs> just the whole and thing. Go. Yeah. 
It's a whole separate episode. Thank you so much for uh, for being here, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. It was so lovely to be here. Thank you so much. We would like to thank Isotope for their support of Talking Lion. We would also like to give a big thank you to Mason Maggio for editing this episode. Thank you for listening and see you next time.